0: Hello from ABA Annual Meeting in New York City. I'm Lawrence Coletti. And I'm Kevin Petrasik, And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Our continuing coverage of ABA Annual Meeting 2017 continues. I have a special guest here today. I have Mr. Kevin Petrasik. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Lawrence. Good to be here today.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, I know you're fresh off your uh, your CLE in the city session. I just found out in our pregame that you didn't have breakfast. That's correct. I did not. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Are you just miserable right now? you got to be starving. No, no, not at all. No, I had a very nice lunch. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes up for it. But still, breakfast. Oh, I don't know how you do that, Kevin. <laughs> so anyway, you got, uh, you're fresh off your session, CLE in the city. It's called Paths to Market, Legal and Policy Issues for Startups and Investors in FinTech. So, Kevin, I'm aware that uh, the CLE and the city series is being held at different law firms around the city. So, where was yours held?
1: The program that we uh, did for the fintech track was held at the firm that I work at, White & Case.
0: Excellent. And so, uh, what practice area are you in?
1: Actually, I head up the Global Financial Institutions Advisory Practice at White & Case. We uh, advise both bank and non-bank financial firms on a wide array of uh, issues involving the financial regulatory sector.
0: Okay, great. So, Pads to Market, Legal and Policy Issues for Startups and Investors in FinTech, that was the title of your presentation. Can you give me the 50,000 foot for the benefit of our
1: listeners? Sure. Uh, So, what what this program, about an hour hour and a half program focused on was the various aspects of, uh, or challenges, regulatory challenges for FinTech companies. Uh, interested in getting into the financial services space and working with banks, as well as banks' interest in investments in fintech firms. Okay, just real quick, uh, what is fintech technically? So fintech is financial technology. Uh, It's become a very popular reference over the last several years in the legal sector. Uh, It's been around for a long time, but it has gained much greater meaning recently as a result of activity in the lending market as well as in the payments market. Okay, so I see two
0: parts of your presentation. It seems like part of it was dedicated to startups and the other part was dedicated to investors. Uh,
1: Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so what we did is we talked a little bit about uh, some of the challenges that are in place for startups, which of course has implications for investors. And part of the discussion was to sort of understand what's the regulatory framework, the regulatory and legal overlay, if you will, with respect to FinTech startups. And then some issues that uh, investors certainly are thinking about in the context of the development of this this sort of area of the market.
0: Okay, so the fintech sector here, it sounds like there's some aspects uh, in the regulatory environment that are unique to this particular space. And so did you cut into some
1: of those as compared to other industries? Well, it's interesting. So again, fintech's been around for a long time, but over the course of the last four or five years, it's become much more a hot topic in the financial services sector a big reason for that is uh, you sort of had two rails. You had the payments rail, which has been around for, you know, for a long, long time. And then you had sort of the traditional bank regulatory practices. And what we're seeing is the sort of a convergence of those two areas where payments and sort of traditional regulatory practices have converged. And that space is now more or less being referred to as fintech. And then it's sort of spawned new areas, including, again, you know, the the reference to marketplace lending, as well as a big focus in terms of data transfer and what the challenges are in the cybersecurity context. So there's really a whole host of issues that are presented in sort of that moniker of fintech.
0: Okay. And so we did a little pregame, and uh, one of the questions that we were discussing was the role of fintech in the regulatory environment.
1: Well, it's interesting. So um, the uh, keynote speaker this morning was Amy Friend, who's the chief counsel of the OCC. And what Amy talked about was, one, what is FinTech? And we had the same question, interestingly, from a gentleman from the audience in our panel this afternoon. So FinTech is a lot of things to a lot of different folks, but at its core, it's really that convergence of financial and technology and the opportunities that it presents, as well as lots of issues in terms of um, innovation in the financial sector. So what Amy talked about this morning, was the role of federal regulator in this particular case, the OCC, but also the involvement of the other federal banking agencies in the context of trying to create a, an environment in which there's opportunities for FinTech companies to become uh, much more involved in the sort of traditional sector, traditional financial sector, as well as uh, sort of encouraging financial innovation not only by fintech companies, but also by banks themselves to become more involved, to partner up with fintech firms in terms of the development of new products and services.
0: Okay, so now I understand there's some crossover from the regulatory to the mergers and acquisitions area of fintech?
1: Yeah, so it's certainly one of the very interesting areas for fintech right now is there's is a lot of activity. There's lots of new startups. Some are making it, some are not. But uh, certainly one of the areas that we're seeing a lot of activity in terms of the segment of the market involving the significant sort of growth of fintech firms is uh some firms are not failing but they're being acquired by other firms so there's a lot of m a in the context of fintech to fintech there's also a lot of activity involving banks acquisition of fintech firms few fintech firms are looking at bank charters there's a couple notable ones that are out there right now so we'll see what happens in that space and that's certainly also a very interesting area right now you're seeing the regulators Taking sort of a thoughtful look at to what extent should fintech firms be able to sort of come in and engage in traditional banking activities?
0: That's interesting. You know, I know states like California. There's lots of others that uh, are becoming uh, very fertile for startups, and so you know that's what the state you know drives their business, and so they want to make their regulatory uh, setup favorable uh, mm-hmm. to startup companies, but. On the other side of it, there's also federal regulators. And so, uh, as we were talking about before the interview started, sometimes the federal bodies and the state bodies collide. And so how is that uh, affecting the development of fintech?
1: Well, you know, that's, again, very interesting area. Um, What we've seen is um, the response, one of the responses to the Office of the Comptroller Currency's efforts to establish a national bank special purpose fintech charter was a lawsuit by the Conference of State Banking Supervisors uh, Amy touched upon that briefly in her keynote address this morning. Uh, we're also seeing a significant degree of concern from the states about the possibility of having a nationwide fintech charter that's able to operate sort of on a, a basis across state lines uh, without regard to certain state laws that would be presumably preempted. So it, it's a very interesting aspect of the debate on the dual banking system. Um, I think. Amy observed, and I would agree, that there is a lot of opportunity, both at the state and the federal level, for the development of fintech firms. And I think we'll see that that's eventually how that will play out.
0: You know, one of the uh, the areas of law and business that we cover a lot on Legal Talk Network is the legal tech space. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of these new solutions that are helping attorneys practice much more efficiently, and uh, you know, they're able to do a whole lot more with less. And so, you know, just in terms of of that, just kind of as a primer, you know, uh, fintech in ways that it's different from other industries that have finance and development and startups. What are challenges that are unique to the fintech space as compared to other industries?
1: Well, I think one of the significant challenges for FinTech is trying to figure out a space where they're able to operate, understanding what the regulatory regime is. It's not always clear for FinTech firms, and then also. Why is that?
0: Why isn't that clear?
1: Well, I think you know, this is a developing area. There's a lot of innovation. Uh, there's both federal and state regulators that are looking at fintech firms very carefully, trying to understand you know, what are the implications from a consumer protection perspective? What are the implications from a safety and soundness perspective as far as those institutions are concerned? And then are there potential systemic implications and things like that? So I think all those issues are sort of converging, and both state and federal regulators are very interested in trying to understand you know, what's the path forward, I think everybody generally agrees that there is going to be a lot of activity in the financial technology space as well as the regulatory technology space including the infusion of artificial intelligence in both RegTech and FinTech. So I think all that suggests um, a very fertile ground for lots of development but also a lot of focus in terms of legal requirements and uh, regulatory requirements that may or may not be imposed. You know, certainly nobody wants a lot of regulation, but if you don't have enough regulation, that can also be detrimental to the development of a sector. So I think the challenge is going to be trying to balance the appropriate degree of regulation to sort of incubate the development of fintech and regtech without sort of stifling it.
0: That's interesting you know I uh, we've done some shows on uh, drones and you know the development of drones and technology it outpaces uh, the expectations of the regulatory environment so now you're seeing people catch up so you're having privacy concerns uh, there's some regulations saying that you can't shoot drones out of the sky right. and so you know it seems like in areas where there's rapid technology development that allows us to change the way that we do things it seems that the regulatory bodies are always slow to catch up is that a fair statement
1: Um, I think it's a fair statement, but I think there's a reason for that, too, because the challenge for the regulators are, one, they're trying to deal with, you know, the bread and butter issues that they have to deal with on a daily basis, and at the same time trying to keep abreast of rapidly changing developments, innovations, and what you don't want to do is go in and try and regulate something without understanding it, but also there's fairly significant challenges trying to understand it sort of an industry and a uh, technology that's rapidly developing. And so the challenge for the regulators is one, how do you define what the role of the regulators is in the the rule of law with respect to trying to encourage responsible innovation. At the same time, what you don't want to do is to allow too much activity to develop in a way that has potential uh, negative repercussions that could either cause you know, consumer damage, potential systemic harm, or actually be detrimental to the innovation itself and essentially allow it to burn out without ever having been able to develop in a responsible manner.
0: And speaking of cryptocurrency, so I overheard you and my boss, Adam Cameron, talking about cryptocurrency, and I know he's very interested in it. So I would be remiss in my employee duties and uh, producer duties if I didn't ask a question. I, I understand that you did cover cryptocurrencies in your uh, session today, and so I just wanted to elaborate on that, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. So it was an interesting discussion. The sort of the question that was put for the panel was the extent to which. The uh, SEC's recent investigative report highlighting the fact that many of the uh, initial coin offerings that have been issued in the view of the SEC were securities offerings and should have been registered under the federal securities law. So there's a discussion about that, but then during the course of that there was a question from the audience about you know, exactly what is cryptocurrency? Is it a currency, is it a transactional currency, is it a commodity, is it a security investment or whatnot? And um, there wasn't really a good answer to that question because we really don't have a good answer to that question. I think one of the challenges that we have is trying to figure out exactly how to identify something that is very innovative based on sort of a technology that's you know, rapidly morphing in various other areas, blockchain technology, the reference to digital ledger technology. So where we are at this point is trying to both define something and regulate it in a way with not really understanding exactly where it's going. So the questioner uh, sort of put forth a question, which is, why is this not a commodity? Because the price fluctuates so significantly on a daily basis sometimes. And I thought it was a very valid question. In fact, um, I posed that very same question at one point to my parents in terms of trying to explore an issue that we were working with with a client. And uh, you know, the precise question was: Should we? Would this be treated as a currency or as a commodity product by federal regulators? And in the context of that, one of the things that my father seized upon was significant price fluctuation seems much more like a commodity than a currency. And Interesting. he expressed reservations about using something that had such wild fluctuations in price as a currency for transactional purposes. So I think that's one of the you know one of the many challenges for. The virtual currency segment is trying to figure out exactly how to deal with consumer protection issues, to deal with issues in terms of how the currency itself is being defined
0: well, second to last question. So you were the moderator, so it put you in a great position to hear all of the presenters discuss. And, and I understand that there was an opportunity for the attorneys that were in attendance of the CLE session to ask questions at the end. And so given that the case, what was your biggest takeaway as the, the moderator of this particular CLE session?
1: So the thing that was most interesting to me was the... Uh, the breadth of the questions that we received on a wide range of issues that clearly demonstrate that although most of the folks in the room were relatively knowledgeable and sophisticated with respect to FinTech, RegTech issues, the use of artificial intelligence, there's still a tremendous amount of development that's occurring literally on a daily basis. So about a year and a half ago I spoke at a conference and the very last question at the conference was how do we see what will be happening, what what will the industry, the the, the regulated banking industry look like five years from now? And my answer was dramatically different. And I think over the last year and a half, my answer is even more so dramatically different because we're seeing sort of traditional bank regulators, the OCC, being extremely receptive to innovative technologies, and we're seeing lots of different change throughout the world. The UK, uh, places like Hong Kong and Singapore are very, uh, israel very focused on uh, segments of the market in which there's rapid development in the context of FinTech, RegTech, and AI solutions for the financial services sector. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. In fact, it seems to be accelerating at an even more rapid pace than what we were anticipating. Well,
0: excellent. Uh, Kevin, this is so educational. Thank you so much for uh, coming to the microphone with us and sharing a little bit about your CLE in the City session. Lawrence, thank you very much. So I have one last question for you. you know, if our, if our listeners, they want to follow up, learn more about what they heard today, how can they
1: find you? You can reach me at uh, kevin.patracic at whitecase.com, uh, or uh, you feel free to call anytime, 202-626-3671. Thank you. Excellent.
0: Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guest, Kevin Petrasik, for joining us and our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you've heard today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. Thank you. Yeah, that was nice. awesome. Thanks. Good. Good. Yeah. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com.